1: everyone, and welcome to a special edition of The Untold Story today. Joining us is former vice president and current presidential candidate Mike Pence, as he shares his reaction to the third indictment of former President Trump. Mr. Vice President, good to have you with us today. Thank you very much for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me on, Martha.
1: You know, so obviously when we have spoken in recent weeks, it's been about the issues of this campaign, and I do want to ask you about that. But obviously this is a big story, uh, and you have been obviously involved in it. Yesterday you said that you'd have more to say about the indictment when you had a chance to review it. So what do you say about it today now that you've had that opportunity,
2: sir? Well, Martha, let me say... um... Mm January 20th, 2017, I I took an oath to support and defend the Constitution. It was a promise I made to the American people, but it also ended with a prayer so help me God! And all four years, all the way up to that fateful day on January 6, I, uh, I kept my promise that I made to Almighty God and to the American people. And uh, uh, I think, uh, I think yesterday's indictment uh, uh, is, uh, is uh, uh, will, will stand either on its own merits or it will fall. I can't really speak to the legal arguments uh, behind it, but I think the American people deserve to know that on that day. The President asked me to choose between him and the Constitution, and I chose the Constitution, and I always will. And uh, I I want the American people to know, as I stand for the Republican nomination for President of the United States, that I'll keep faith with the Constitution. Uh, And I do believe uh, that uh, while there has been weaponization uh, at the Justice Department, and uh, we certainly lived through it through the Trump-Pence years, uh, that at the end of the day, history will hold Donald Trump accountable for his reckless words and actions on that day, and I'll I'll always stand by the truth of that and make sure the American people know why I did what I did, Martha. I mean, I had no right to overturn the election, and despite the fact that President Trump has continued to insist that over the last two and a half years, uh, I I want people to know that I stood strong on the Constitution that day, by God's grace, uh, and I always will. You know,
1: you may have heard his attorneys last night saying that this is a free speech discussion, that's all it was, and that all they asked you to do was to just take a pause that day. Uh, John Eastman emailed your legal counsel stating, I implore you to consider one more relatively minor violation of the Electoral Count Act and adjourn for 10 days to allow the legislators to finish their investigations and a full forensic audit of what he he called the massive amount of illegal activity that has occurred here. They're saying all you needed to do was just take a pause. What do you say to that?
2: I say that's completely false, and it's contrary to American history, to our Constitution, and to the laws of this country. And I uh, I never considered it, Martha. Look, from the first time I heard uh, speculation that as vice president, I'd have the authority to overturn the election by returning or rejecting votes. I. I frankly dismissed it out of hand. Look, the the founders of this country had just won a war of independence against a king. And I was confident as a student of American history uh, that those founders would have never vested the vice president or anyone else with unilateral authority to decide what electoral college votes to count and which not to count. I was clear on that throughout. I was clear with President Trump throughout all the way up to the morning. Uh, of january six but let let's let's be clear on this point it wasn't just that they asked for a pause uh... the president uh, specifically asked me and his gaggle of uh... of crackpot lawyers asked me to literally reject votes, to, which would have resulted in the issue being turned over to the House of Representatives and literally chaos would have ensued. So, well, Martha, I just, uh, people people can read the indictment. And frankly, I, I, I've said before, I, I had hoped it had not come to this point. You know, I, I don't know if the government can meet the standard, the burden of proof beyond reasonable doubt uh, for criminal charges. But the American people deserve to know uh, that President Trump uh and his advisors uh didn't just ask me to pause they asked me to reject votes return votes essentially to overturn the election uh, and to keep faith with the oath that i made to the american people and to almighty god Uh, i rejected that out of hand and i did my duty that day
1: well i you say you know the criminal process is separate but put yourself on that jury for just a moment if you were on the jury would you say that this defendant the former president had committed a crime that day. Do you believe it rises to the level of a crime?
2: You know, uh, Martha, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I I don't know the full case in chief that the government has. Uh, And, you know, I think I've said on your network many times that, uh, you know, I I, I don't know if taking bad advice from lawyers is is a crime. But, you know, I would leave that legal process. And frankly, the profound issues about the First Amendment you know, to the courts to sort that out. But look, I, I, I think it's important that the American people know what happened in the days before January 6th. President Trump demanded that I use my authority as vice president, presiding over the count of the Electoral College, to essentially overturn the election by returning or literally rejecting votes. I had no authority to do that and frankly, Martha, it, it seems to me that some of the argument that I hear coming between the lines from his lawyers is something of a concession that, uh, that he may have gotten bad advice, that he was just taking advice from his attorneys. But look, uh, you know, I, I know I did the right thing that day. I'll always stand by it. It was a tragic day. Uh, but again, by God's grace, Uh, with my family at my side, with my key advisors at our side, and with the courageous work of law enforcement at the Capitol, we quelled the violence, uh, we reconvened the Congress, and completed our work. The only job the Constitution gives the Vice President of the United States in that role is to preside over a joint session of Congress where the Electoral College votes uh, that are certified by the states are opened and counted. The Constitution, Martha, literally says they shall be opened and they shall be counted. mm -hmm. And the Electoral Count Act adopted more than 150 years ago also specifies the amount of time and the procedure. Uh, I was going to make sure that we heard any objections and we heard any evidence that people wanted to bring forward to support objections. But the idea that I, as vice president, had the unilateral authority to overturn the election had no basis in the constitution, no basis in history. And uh, I want the American people to know that. uh, And, uh, and I'll continue to stand on the principle that I did my job that day by God's grace. The
1: untold
0: story continues right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail.
1: You know, sir, I wonder what you think about this number, um, because it it looks like most of the Republican voters are not in that camp. It says 71 percent believe that Republicans need to stand behind Trump. This is the most recent brand new New York Times Siena College poll. Only 22 percent of Republicans say they don't need to stand behind Trump. What do you make of those numbers?
2: Well, I think, it, I think that's a reflection of the disastrous presidency of Joe Biden. I mean, look, Joe Biden has weakened this country at home and abroad. I just gave a speech here at the Indiana State Fair on inflation, and Biden's running around saying that Bidenomics is working. Good heavens. Bi- inflation's gone up 16.6%. Eggs cost more than 50% more than the day we left office. I, I totally understand how people, when asked in a generic question, you know, who should we stand behind? They go back to the familiar because they know in the Trump-Pence years, it was better. But I got to tell you, everywhere I go, we were in Iowa over the weekend. We're going to be back in New Hampshire this week. Uh, I hear people telling me that they know we need new leadership in the Republican Party. And frankly, also in the wake of yesterday's indictment and and frankly, the indictment that, that may come out of Georgia and and all the other legal issues around the president. Look, what yesterday guaranteed is that if if Donald Trump is our nominee, all we're gonna do is talk about January 6th. And I think the American people, like I did here at the Indiana State Fair, want us talking about the problems they're facing and bringing solutions to restoring security and prosperity to American families and all of the American people.
1: So, in the most recent polls, that same poll, uh, Donald Trump's at 54%, Ron DeSantis at 17 you are at 3% in that poll. Um, the others on this list have qualified for the debate stage on August the 23rd. Uh, at last check, you are, you've qualified, you checked the box for the polling, and I believe also for the 200 votes in 20 states. But on July 7th, you said that in terms of the 40,000 individual donors, you were in the five digit range trying to make that mark.
2: Where are you now? Well, we're closing hard. People can go to MikePence2024.com if they appreciate our career, our record, my vision for this country. Uh, and even donate a dollar to help us get on that debate stage. And i got to tell you, I, I've been very humbled at the outpouring of support. But I know, like, I think Nikki Haley and Vivek uh, had 21 weeks to get it done. I think it took Tim Scott 15 weeks. We're at about 10 weeks from what I announced, Martha. So we're working hard at it. I'm not giving out gift cards. I'm not even offering soccer tickets or kickbacks. I'm just as, as out some there are. asking for support. People are, are stepping surprised? up, and, and they're going to that website and helping us.
1: You know, are you surprised? obviously, if things had been different, you would have been probably running on the Trump-Pence ticket again. Um, But when you look at these numbers and the polling, are you surprised that there isn't more support at this point for your candidacy, sir?
2: Well, it's still early. I mean, you look at, uh, gosh, when Mike Huckabee won Iowa, uh, he was about Where I am in the polls today, when Rick Santorum won Iowa, he was about at the same spot. Look, the people of Iowa, the people of New Hampshire know how to sort these things out, uh, and they generally decide late. So Karen and I are just going to be traveling all across the states and talking to people. But look, I I said yesterday, and and I'll say again, this country is, is more important than any one man. Our Constitution is more important than any one man's career. I think the vast majority of Republicans know that they know we need new leadership and we're going to continue to work our hearts out to earn the right to be a standard bearer and uh, and literally do everything in our power to make sure that Joe Biden is never reelected president of the United States.
1: Just real quick two two quick ones for you. Um, so you say you're getting close. Uh, we're just a few weeks away. When do you expect you will meet that 40,000 mark to get on that stage? Can you give me a timeline?
2: Gosh, I do. I think, you know, I think it'd be about the next week to 10 days uh, that we'll have that support. We've been averaging about a thousand contributions a day. Uh, it was stronger, frankly, over the weekend. But but again, I'm, I'm very humbled by the outpouring of support. We're not using gimmicks. We're just putting our record out there, not just a record as a vice president uh, through thick and thin, but also... You know, as a governor here in Indiana, where we balance budgets, we cut taxes, we achieve record sure. employment before I left to go to the White House. And, of course, my, when you and I first met, Martha, you know, I was a leader among House conservatives for 12 years, and I battled against the big spenders in our own party back in the day. I think people are looking at our record. They see me as a, as a proven conservative uh, with a long career of consistent conservative principle. uh, And they know that voice not only belongs on that debate stage, but millions of Americans know we're the one that needs to be carrying the banner into the fall of 2024.
1: So do you hope that your former running mate, uh, Donald Trump is on that stage? And would you welcome the opportunity to challenge him on that stage?
2: No, oh, you better believe it. I would. I Look, I, people ask me what, what it'd be like to debate Donald Trump. I told them, hey, I, I debated Donald Trump a thousand times over four <laughs> years. Just not with the cameras on, Martha. Come on. I Look, all right. and, and look, it's not all about January 6th, but I'm going to make my case just as strongly as I have uh, every day since. that I know I did my duty that day. I'm going to call the president out on the fact that, uh, that he, he he called upon me to choose him over my oath to the constitution, but I chose the constitution. But I'll also, there's an there's a increasing difference between uh, this version of President Trump and the four years we served. He's shying away from the right to life. He won't even talk about establishing fiscal discipline with entitlement reform. Uh, and like others, uh, like Governor Ron DeSantis, he's shying away from American leadership Uh, in the world and and beginning to talk the politics of appeasement when it comes to the Russian invasion. I'm somebody that believes in American strength at home and abroad, uh, and uh, I look forward to having that debate with him and all the also-rans on the stage.
1: You've been listening to The Untold Story with Martha McCallum. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Make sure to rate and review. For more podcasts, go to foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with the Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.
0: from the Fox News Podcasts network.
1: Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast Kennedy Saves the World. It is 5 days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnews.podcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.